Hey ladies, I'm so excited that you're here. It is a great day at Retire Stronger. I am your host, Deborah Ascott Black, where we help you accumulate wealth, fuel your retirement, and leave a legacy behind for your family. Let's get started. So today's discussion is about what do you do when life hands you the joker? So we're going to get started with talking about the facts. The facts are that 80% of older adults have chronic illnesses or chronic diseases. And out of those 80% of people, 77% of those people have at least two of them in a lifetime. Just let that sink in, okay? And when I say chronic illnesses, we're talking about heart disease, cancer, strokes, and we're talking about diabetes. And when I start thinking about those things, I think about my own family. I think about almost every one of those things we see every day in my own family. That's just mind-blowing. That's going to affect us all, every one of us, 80% of adults, okay? And then I start thinking about diabetes. I sat there and lost my mom this year in the last 12 months to almost three of those particular chronic illnesses and dementia. And then when I start thinking about our younger people, the 20 plus and up, they have diabetes, pre-diabetes. That's what we're talking about. 57 million Americans. They're already dealing with a chronic illness and they're not even taking it seriously. That's perplexing to me. 90% of Americans age 55 and up are at risk at hypertension. These are some of the facts that start helping me put this whole thing together when I, myself, was hit at age 48 in 2018 with a chronic illness. And I'm nicknaming that illness the Joker. This episode is about me, 48-year-old woman, never had an issue in her life, not nothing really serious, I would say. Yeah, I'm a little obese, not much. I have never been very, very sick. I have never been down. And I was hit with the joker. Everything in my life was going exactly, exactly like I wanted it. It was going as planned. I was having the time of my life. And then all of a sudden, my husband and I, we were going to Marco Island, Florida. And I was at the top of my game in my insurance industry. I was getting an award when we were in Marco Island. And... I I found a lump in my breast and I looked over to my husband and I said, Mike, do you feel this? And he said, "Uh, yeah. And we looked at each other and um, I remember it was really interesting. We didn't, we, we didn't, didn't say anything at that time. He said, you're going to get that checked out. And I said, yes, I will. And so we went on and enjoyed ourselves. We kind of shook it off at that time. And I knew that I would have to come back home and deal with this joker. And so I came back home and I followed through with my doctors. And then my doctor told me I had the big C. And that big C was triple negative breast cancer. And many of you already know me. Some of you don't. They know my story. And so my story I thought that I was young. I thought everything was in the right order. I thought everything was in place. 
But today I'm not necessarily going to get down into the ugly part of cancer, but I'm going to talk a lot more to you today about what happens, you know, to the financial side of chronic illness. What happens to the financial affairs of the people who deal with this kind of stuff? Aren't you curious? How do they manage? What happens when they don't have enough of this or that? A lot of people want to ask those questions. They don't necessarily really ask the questions, but they want to know. You know why they want to know? Because they want to know so they can try to get their finances in order but they don't really ask those questions. They realize that when they see a GoFundMe page, somebody didn't have something right in order. But I want to make sure that the people that I know and the people that I come in contact with today, they start getting things in order, not necessarily for the GoFundMe page, but because the thing that hit me most, the thing that I started being concerned about is, what if I lived? Because I was bitten that the doctors had it wrong. I'm going to make it. I'm going to beat this cancer. I'm just 48. And if I beat the cancer, if it wipes me out financially, I'm going to make it for the rest of my life. Those are the things that kind of hit me. I was really concerned about my finances. Are you her? So here we are, my husband and I, my husband's 61. He was 60. He was 60 at that time. We went to New York to celebrate his birthday in New York City. We were having that great time of our life. And so he was getting close to retirement himself. He was between contracts and could have gone back to work. So at that time, guess what, guys? He wasn't working. And so I'm working at that time. And so we're sitting here and now need to determine, let's do the rundown. The doctors have diagnosed me with cancer. And now we've got to start doing the checklist. What do we have in place for ourselves? Well, we have health care, health insurance. That was phenomenal. So for the first time in my life, I start appreciating health insurance. I always hated my health insurance plan, especially in the last year or two. You know why? Because that costs so darn much and the deductibles are so darn high. I bet you everybody is in agreement with me right now. But for the first time in my life, I appreciated health care. Health care. Because by the time I went back and looked at what had happened since now that I'm considered a year cancer-free, how much my insurance had to pay out for my chronic illness, this joker, you know, they done paid out $750,000 to keep me alive. So that can't, I mean, so that health insurance policy that I have that I complained about for the amount of money we're paying about 700 and something dollars a month that we complained about paying, having a $3,000 deductible, that health insurance, it came through for me. 
I was in full gratitude. Number two, we had this supplemental insurance policy. And I remember somehow I let this policy lapse in 2017. And what was so ironic about it was the, co- the policy came from a company called Aflac. And with Aflac, they were so kind enough to turn around and keep on coming after me and saying, would you like to reinstate the policy? If so, put a check in here and we'll reinstate the policy for you. Well, I ignored it. I actually ignored it for almost a year. And so in July, when we went to Marco Island, Florida, we were about to get in the car. We were packing the car for our, with our luggage and all. I looked on my desk when I was going in the house to turn off the water for the hot coffee. And um, I think I'm going to put a check in the mail for that cancer insurance plan after all. I put it in the mail and we got in the car and went on off to the airport. That was a God thing right there, I will always say, because we went on off to the airport. And do you know, it was $137, I believe that we, $132 was the check that we put into that envelope. That policy ended up paying us $56,402. That policy became, we call the miracle policy. Because it was something that God must have, must have known, and I guess for sure God knew it was going to happen 32 days later. Well, what was so interesting is that policy would not pay for you if you had cancer, if you had it less than 30 days. If you were diagnosed less than 30 days of the policy being enforced, it would not have paid. I was diagnosed 32 days later. I call it a God thing. And then Mike and I had an emergency savings plan. That was just something we we had been doing since we had gotten married. We've been married for such a short time, but that was one of the things that he thought was very important for us to keep on doing. We've always thought about having emergency savings, you know. I hope you guys think that that's important. What that emergency savings plan did for us was it helped us have money right away because, you know, we had the deductible on our medical plan. We have medicines like chemotherapy and so forth. We had immediate expenses when we came down with this chronic illness. People face these all the time in America. It's not just cancer. Again, other illnesses like heart attack, stroke, and things like this, that's causing people to be in the situation every day. Emergency fund would help us. We had money for food and things like that. Our house expenses, utilities. Those were the things that the emergency funds covered. Made sure a car payment was paid before anything came through. That emergency fund was very important to us. And then we had other money in buckets like a 401k bucket. We had investment accounts and things like that. That was very important. We knew that if you had invest your money in in stocks or 401k, we can access that if we needed that as we were going along with all of the things that we were going through. Because God forbid, it was so many things that kept coming up and bills after bills were piling up on our desk. 
We didn't want to look at those bills. God knows we didn't. All we were doing right then was we were in emergency mode. Let's fight for our lives. I had to do what I had to do to live. But thank God I had options because I had planned early, not knowing I was planning for the joker. We were homeowners. We owned our home. So that's an option. We can either sell our home or we could have gotten a lot of credit on our home. But that was an option. That was very helpful for us to know that that was an option. And then what we wish we had in place, what would have been the best thing that we could have had in place is if I had disability insurance and I didn't take that out on myself. Because what would have happened if I had disability insurance? My income would have been taken care of. I would have been able to make sure income was going on while I was fighting for my life. And what would have happened is I wouldn't have had to worry about taking care of certain things in the household. And the AFLAC would have been also there. And then we wouldn't have had to worry about some of the other things that we worried about. I kept working, guys, while I was going through cancer. I kept working. And it did help me keep myself alive. I think just knowing that I could focus on the things that I needed to focus on. But disability, that was so, so important. And I wish I had taken that out on myself. That's the one thing I do regret. And at this stage in my life, I won't be able to get it again. And last but not least, we had family, friends, church members. We had people who loved us, who sent cards and encouragement, money, food, things like that. So we were very engaged in our community. That made a difference because those things kept us going when we didn't have to worry about keeping our refrigerator full, freezer full, things that we needed that nobody ever thought about. That mattered. So guys, at the end of the day, to sum it all up, I would say to prepare for a joker, I would say the things I would have on my checklist, if I'm looking at my life, knowing that 80% of Americans is going to face a chronic illness and some going to face at least two in their lifetimes, I'd have a checklist and I'd start making this checklist now in my life, no matter how young you are. And knowing that even young people are dealing with diabetes as young as 20 years old, I would say, do I have an emergency fund? What kind of health care do I have? And what about, oh, I forgot, life insurance. I had life insurance. That was something that was a big deal for me because that was an option too. See, life insurance could have played a big part in my care. I could have taken cash out of my life insurance. Cash uh, Life insurance could have been a chronic illness rider on it, which meant I could have taken a half of my policy. Half of my policy could have been given to me up front while I'm alive. That could have made a difference in our family if I needed it. That could have been a plan B, C, D, E. Well, I really didn't want to take that, that, that type of position, um, that type of position only because I was saving up for my retirement. And many of these options was some of my retirement plan options. So I had those options, but I didn't necessarily exercise those options because I really believe I was going to live. I believe 
I was going to win this battle, but at least I had options. So again, guys, as we're summing up all of this, my thing is, wouldn't you want to be better prepared than not prepared? Wouldn't you rather have health care? Wouldn't you rather have an emergency savings account, life insurance, disability? Wouldn't you rather have some of those options like 401k plans, family and friends? Wouldn't you rather have at least a home that you can have so that if you needed to have money, you could pull from that? That's being prepared. And investment accounts. And at the end of the day, if nothing ever happened to you, you're that Superman or that Supergirl. You'll have all of these things in place for retiring stronger. So that's this week's episode of What You Do When Life Hands You the Joker. So I would love to hear from you guys on social media. Tell me what you think on any of our social media pages at ISAA Retire Strong, Facebook, Instagram. I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Next week, let's hear from Dr. Michelle Cook. She's going to be talking about health equals wealth. Look forward to hearing from you guys. Take care. (laughs) 